Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to You in HD, your identity in higher definition with Pastor Eric Miller. Join us in our journey of faith in God by taking an in-depth look into the Bible's authority and sufficiency to guide us in our Christian walk. Discover your identity in Jesus Christ today. How you doing, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. It's uh, only on YouTube right now because I'm in <clears throat> I'm in Facebook jail for dealing with social topics and not being verified, so that way they would know that I'm not spreading around fake news. But I thank YouTube for being open about making sure that social issues can be talked about without being flagged or blacklisted. So thank you, thank you very much. YouTube, and thank you for anybody that will and has tuned in, uh, especially if I put it across my other social media sites where I'm not on Facebook jail, when it comes to dealing with the topics that, that is very important to me. Very important as a Christian male, is a, as, as a Christian anyone, that we discuss the things that has to be spoken about. More than anything else is not to be lazy in the process of focusing on these things. Very critical that we as Christians stand up for when we see oppression, when we see injustice, when we see lies, when we see th when we see blatant sins being committed that we call a spade a spade. It is our charge, command and duty to stand for righteousness. There's no excuse for us not to stand for righteousness. Now, at the end of the day, we have a lot in common with Jonah, okay? This whole series about American judgment and how God is actually judging this country. There's not a maybe, it's not an opinion of mine, it's a fact. All you have to do is look at the civil unrest. All you have to do is look at the climate change. All you have to do is look at the growing hatred. And let's be honest, this growing hatred, the growing part doesn't mean that they're fought that it's newfound. It means it's always been there. But when you have a system that now emboldens that kind of sickness. When you have a system that 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 fa that fans the flames. When you have people who support divisive injustice, divisive means they use whatever it takes to divide people from each other, whether that's by race, 
political party, religion, beliefs, all of it. And let's be honest about America. Let's be honest about America. It is not a Christian nation. It's not. How do I know that? How do I say that with complete confidence? Because one of our core tenets as a, as a country is to bring in those who are their huddled masses. Come to us. Other countries don't want you. Come on in. We want you. Other civilizations don't need you. We want you. You're poor and you're homeless. You don't know. You hear about the American dream and you want a piece of that. We want you. That's the old school American foundation. Did Christians help establish this country? Absolutely. But they established it for everyone. Did you really think Jerusalem back in the Old Testament and the New only had believing Jews in God? You'd be fooled. There were, alter- there were idols everywhere. What do you think an idol is? It is an alternate belief. And nowadays we call it a false gospel because they build whole religions around an idol. They built whole religions. Uh, do we have to go into Romans chapter 1 so we can see that? Now I got some good news. Hang on a second. I am so unprepared for today. I have been... I have woke up just sick I am not feeling my best I apologize but there's no excuse in the king I would I was gonna take a Jonah excuse and say you know everybody understand you know I don't feel well things happen you know people can get it now putting on my old man glasses ain't nothing wrong with that at all because I'm reading out of my new NIV Bible thank y'all very much for getting that for me uh probably one of the my first that I set out to buy and of all the things why Well, I'll get into that when you see my review coming up very soon on YouTube. You'll be able to see that. So we're going to we're going to read out of the first. This never opened it last night. Never really cracked it open. I looked at the reviews on it and I really liked what I saw. And I would not be a man of the Lord if I don't read from the people what everybody else is reading. My brothers and sisters read read the NIV. Regardless of what people think of it, if that's the Bible that they understand, the Holy Spirit knows how to lead his people. And who are we to say otherwise? Now, I'm going to tell you, you can go back and look at old videos where I was condemning this practice. You don't read the NIV. That's how ignorant and foolish I was. And I left that video up for a reason. So you can see the transparency of growth and what it looks like when a Christian is standing on a foundation that he truly believes is right, but the Bible has something else to say about it. And God is good about growing people through stages. When you first become a Christian, you are not the greatest theologian in the universe. You're coming out with ideas that are semi-good and not bad, but you got to remember your biases are still overriding you more than anything. Though you still get wet and got milk behind your ears, you're still submerged in that murky, dirty water. And, and many of us, many of us are convinced that God raised us because of all our circumstances around us. He's going to use all that for his good. You know, a lot of the circumstances that we're in currently as we get saved, God's been trying to pull us out. We'll get to that. But we're going to get to that. Let's go to Romans chapter 1. And you're going to see where America has room for these other religions because we, we allowed it. 
That was one of our core foundations. Christianity is not forcing anybody. We don't knock on your door on Saturday mornings. We don't try to force convert you like Islam. We don't come and slam you with ideas and things. It's very simple. If you really look at the truth, you got to come look for us. We are, we, are mo we are more like Jonah than you could ever understand. We don't want to share the gospel. Now, I'll get to that soon, but let's read Romans 1 so you can realize this country has other, other religions, other beliefs, because these are idols that exist. Romans chapter 1, verse, verse 21. For they knew God, they neither glorified them, glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glorious of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal, mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. We can see that's pretty simple. That's exactly what another religion is. That's exactly what an alternative. That's exactly what religion is, whether that's Baptist, Methodist. There is an idol of God in there somewhere. I guarantee it. Why? Because there's a difference of opinion. They're thinking they're wise and, hey, look, I know what the Bible says better than you do, Presbyterian. I think women can preach, so I'm going to make the Methodist. I, I, it goes like that. I had, a, I had a debate with a young man online that didn't take long when I asked him, show me where God ordains division amongst the body of Christ. You can't find it. So if you're a Baptist and you're a Methodist and you're a Presbyterian, if those labels are stamped on your back, you are sitting in a sin because you are dividing the body of Christ. Well, we just have difference of opinion doctrine. Then some of y'all need to abandon that problem. Because at the end of the day, it cannot cause division. That means if you can't agree on that doctrine, then we need to agree on one thing. Get out of your bias and stick to the truth. And let me tell you something. A disagreeing on a doctrine has everything to do with the fact that that's pride and ignorance. Because let's be honest, there's no debate on the Bible. There, disputable matters about if it's pre-trib or post-trib, great. But it doesn't take a rocket science to say, okay, what is the Bible? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We'll say without our bias in there, and we stick to that. For the sake of unity... We come together for the sake of unity. We iron these things out. We are not like Democrats and Republicans. We don't sit in sessions trying to get a bill out the door that we both throw our little pieces in so we, we can get our ownists. We can get the things that we want while they get the things that we want. We compromise. This, no. This is the Bible, people. This is the relationship with God. We do not have the right to argue with the truth. We don't. We have to abandon and say, okay, what does the Bible say? What is clear? And we stay there until, it, until we understand what God has to say. That's how that works. 
You don't divide up and say, well, I think it's this way while you think it's that way. Then you have a Christian that's newborn trying to figure out which way does he go. And that's the beginning of a stumbling block. And both sides are responsible. This country was built for everybody, for everybody. And much like every much like every Christian that's out there like us. We've all laid down on the bed like Jonah. As a matter of fact, let's get to that because I'm already running my mouth past normal. Let's get to it. Jonah chapter 1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of... Can I get comfortable for a little bit here, brothers and sisters? Can we get comfortable? Amen. So the, Lord, so the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai. I think I'm probably saying that wrong. Saying... Arise, go to the neighbor, the great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. So he went down to Joppa, found a ship which was going to Tarshish, paid the fare, and went down into to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Lord be praised. So here's Jonah. God came to him and said, Jonah, I need you to go down to Nineveh. Their sins have gotten so bad it reached heaven. You got angels going, oh my God, that is bad down there. You know it's bad when God says, look, I, okay, this is it. This, okay, we, we have reached our limit. Don't tell me God ain't grace and merciful. If he says, Jonah, go down there and help them because I'm about to strike them off the face of the earth. They about to go, period. Go down there, plead to them to turn back to me. And, let's, and then go from there. But what did Jonah do? Jonah fled. He chose to tuck his tail and run. And it says to flee the presence of God. That is so futile. It is so futile. This tells you how dumb this man is. But more importantly, and I'm not talking about dumb as an in intelligence, but dumb as he, he's not thinking clear. He's in his bias. He's in his prejudice. And we'll get to that. He doesn't want to do what God says. So he figures out if, if God came to the city I'm in now, then I'm going to flee to another city. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. I'm going to run away from God. God's not going to be able to follow me. And I don't have to do what he called. And listen to this. But Jonah rose up to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. So he went down to Joppa, found a ship, which is going to Tarshish, paid the fare, and went down into it to go with them. To so they didn't even stay on deck. He went just like an Uber driver, right? And he, he called his Uber. Uber came. He got in the back seat, dug down, and just, just covered himself up. And, and then the Uber drove off. He... Hey, the Uber driver wanted to talk to him. He had nothing to say. Uber driver wanted to turn the music up. He said, turn it down. I don't, look, shh, you might get the Lord's attention. Shh. I'm going to go back. I'm, I'm just going to lay down back here. Just leave me alone. I'm sure Uber and Lyft drivers have everything to do that. I'm sure they know that this is what that's like. So listen, what, listen to verse 4. The Lord hurled a great wind on the sea and there was a great storm on the sea so that the ship was about to break it got slammed by two things wind and now the ocean is angry and it was gonna break this ship in half 
Verse 5, then the sailors became afraid and every man cried to his God and they threw the cargo which was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. But Jonah had gone below into the hold of the ship, laid down and fallen sound to sleep. Eric, what has this got to do with America? Is that not happening to our country right now? Many Americans that are not screaming on the extreme left or leaning left or screaming on the extreme right or leaning right are in the middle watching this country tear itself apart. And more importantly, Christians are standing by sound asleep in our biases in our prejudices, in our defiance against God. If you're listening to me today and you are not in agreement with society that the civil unrest, the racial injustice, the brutality against human beings, take the, blue, take the badge off brutality against human beings. That's protesters beating up people. That's counter-protesters assaulting people. That's police officers who may be assaulting people out of fear for their lives or a hatred or a bias or a prejudice. Doesn't matter. Take the uniform off. The sinner's skin is still on them. And it's tight. It's not coming off. And many are out in those protests Christians that are thinking they are right to protest in a manner that's going to be violent. That defies the government in more ways than it is helping. Can you peacefully protest? Absolutely. I made a video about peaceful biblical protest. It didn't get a lot of views because why? It's not inflammatory enough. It's not a call to it's not a call to beat a brain in, whether they're spiritually or emotionally or physically. Let me tell you something. You cannot change a racist human being. Nothing you can do. There's nothing on this earth that can force a man or woman not to be prejudiced. It is impossible. There's no psychological training. There's no diversity training. There's no sensitivity classes. There's nothing you can do. The best you can hope for is put a rule in place to say, look, if we find you being these things, you can be written up or terminated or canceled or fired. But then goes the problem of what? The free speech. Whether you like it or not, a bigot has a right to his beliefs in this country. He does. Just as equally as a Muslim has a right to his beliefs in this country. He does. He does. That's what America is. That's what create. That's what makes us great. It's because even that bigot can lean his head on the same resting post as the non-bigot. That we can come together and at least have this dialogue and maybe work something out. Segregating communities don't work. And that's what has happened. Every human instrument that was used to try to force integration 
it, it, it is at its max usage. You can force blacks with whites in schools all day long. You can force blacks, whites, Latinos to participate in one building to where everybody can do retail. They can, they can sort their packages like you're working at Amazon, working at Walmart, working at whatever you want to do. You can put us all in that building, but you can't take away their prejudices and biases because you just can't. The only thing that can do that is the gospel. The only thing that can change a man's heart is the gospel. Only Jesus Christ can save a man's soul and change his aspect on a fundamentally built level. He can be rebuilt, reborn, must be born again. Let's talk about that in John chapter John chapter 3. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. This is verse 1, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs. And you do unless... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. You've got to be transformed. It happens spiritually until all of it starts to flourish out. You must lay in that grave and die and be reborn and raised by the spirit of God. Just like Jesus picked up his life from John 10. Read John 10. Beautiful chapter. Jesus makes some serious assertions about, I'm the good shepherd. My sheep hear me. No one takes my life. I lay down my life because the Father told me so, and I can pick it right back up again, and nobody can stop me. Powerful, powerful chapter, John chapter 10 of our Savior. One of my favorite, John 6, John 10, and John 17. Read it. Powerful chapters. But we can see Nicodemus struggling. How do I, what do you mean I got to be born again for, for this country to be cured of its racism, its prejudice, its bias, its, its ability to overlook, overlook the, the, the people that are oppressed and screaming, make America great again for the poverty stricken people, for those that have had racial injustice their entire life. America has never been great to them. And that's a fact. Ask a Muslim, is America great for them right now? Ask one of our brothers and sisters that are that are plagued in, 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 in the LGBTQ community. Ask them, is America great to them right now? Ask the common Christian that is fighting for, for the truth and being censored at every turn. Ask him, is America great right now? Ask that mother and father who can't find their child because their child is running wild out in the streets and the law is so stretched thin that they really can't, well, you know, she has to be missing for 24 hours or so, and especially if she's a woman of color. 
or if it's a son of color, the police move a little bit slower. These are facts. Ask him, has America been great to them? Ask that man that's been passed over promotion, promotion over promotion because either his belief, his lifestyle, or, or his skin color. Ask him, has America been good to him? This country has a lot of blessings. But it is but it is on a foundation. These are human blessings. But it is on a foundation that was meant for good, but it was paved with blood. You cannot ignore our Native American brothers and sisters that were slaughtered and murdered for this country to be built. Well, God allowed it. God allows everything. Doesn't mean he justifies it. The same God that allows a blessing is the same God that allows life to continue, whether something good happens to you or evil. If God stepped in at every point, and this is the mystery of God, if God stopped, stepped in at every point, you could not have a life. You couldn't. You'd have no endurance. You'd have no faith. You'd have nothing. Trials build endurance, and God knows that. Why do you think he's sympathetic to those that are suffering and oppressed? Because he gets it. He sees it. And he delivers strength to the faithful. He doesn't ordain or doesn't love to see evil happen. He loves to see it overcame. He loves to see that it doesn't change you as a man or a woman. You come out strong because you did not hold on to you as a human. You held on to him as a Christian. That's why this country's not changing. That's why people are still in their sins and feeling emboldened by their sins. Because justice is turned away and it starts in the impoverished communities. It starts in the colored communities. It starts in the oppressed communities. And it stays there until finally the pop bubbles over. Sure, one or two may make it out. Sure, three or four may make it out. As, and when they make it out, they now have a responsibility to shine a light on what's happening down there. But once again, Christians, like many Americans, we have went down into the ship and fallen asleep. We went down there and just. I'm in my bias. I'm in my little world. It's nothing bothering me. All that injustice. Black lives matter. Man it's not happening in my community. That's just 1% of the problem. You know when you living in a, in a community. Of maybe 30,000. And 300 or something is happening. It's some out of those 300, whatever, whatever the number. If 300 people are getting abused, beat up, shot, killed unjustly, those are 300 individual people who had mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, daughters. They were they were fathers themselves. They were mothers themselves. They were those are lives snuffed out. Those are lives that are now living in prisons with no hope. No hope. Because unfortunately, a lot of Christians and weak-willed pastors are not going into prisons. Because why? We like Jonah. We down in the ship just nestling. I got my church. 
I got my house. I got my I ain't suffering through that. I'm just going to lay down right here and go right to sleep. Thinking that they have fled the presence of God. And it gets worse. That bed that we laying on, that bed, metaphorically, that bed that we laying on, that, that, that's, our, that's our sin. And we're comfortable. We're laying down on our sins thinking that God, is, God can't find us like this. Or worse yet, we convince ourselves that God is okay with it. You see a lot of Christians, my Lord, a lot of Christians, all in their feelings. They are all in their feelings. They are making Drake soundtracks right now, mixtapes in their feelings. Because they think by being a Christian that I can join the Republican Party, I can join the Democratic Party, and even though there's division there between me and my brother, he'll come around and see that I'm right. Both of y'all fools are wrong. Both of y'all. Because God didn't create one Republican, he didn't create one Democrat. That's a worldly system, and it can't fix. It only divides. Remember the episode I made? If whatever you're part of the world system causes you to be divided from your brother, you abandon it. You a Baptist, and a brother and sister in Christ is coming up, and you see they're a Presbyterian. Both you guys have an have have an obligation. It is not even a choice anymore. You must abandon both of them whack religions for your brother in Christ's sake to say, "Look, it don't matter about these two. It matters about Jesus." That's the issue. That's the issue. Satan, super freaking cunning successfully divided the Christian body and we are too stupid to realize that. I had a young man arguing the what's the problem being a Baptist and a Presbyterian? We're not enemies of each other. Are you listening to yourself? Who do you think you supported to make the division? Satan himself. Satan himself. How much time we got? Do you not understand? You're sitting there trying to justify satanic behavior. Because that's exactly what he's doing. Do you understand? Let's go to a Bible verse before we get to close out. Oh man, it's, it, it's, it's sad to see. It's sad to see. Let's go to Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21. Bless you, boy. My dog is sneezing. My dog is terribly sneezing. And we're going to go, uh, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 11. My, my apologies. Luke chapter Luke chapter 11. My, my apologies. See what I get for taking my glasses off? When a strong man, fully armed guards his own house, his possessions are undisturbed. But when someone stronger than him he but when someone stronger than he attacks him and overpowers him he takes away from him all his armor and which he had relied and distributes it his plunder he who is not with me is against me and he who does not gather with me scatters do you understand satan has overpowered humanity on such a massive scale that we are all and many times have fallen victim to his schemes and have walked into his traps 
and became supporters of them. Religion, satanic trap. Politics, satanic trap. Worldly beliefs to trying to, to, to integrate into Christianity, worldly traps. False gospels, worldly traps. Your bias and prejudices, worldly traps. Your bigotry, worldly traps. All of it is that bed that Jonah's sleeping on, and we're sleeping on thinking we resting just fine. While the rest of the world are like those poor sailors who are watching their country crumble, and they have no answers. And they're placing all their hope and princes and kings knowing as a Christian we know we have to share the gospel so that they don't put hope in princes they don't put hope in presidents they don't put hope in political parties they don't put their hope in militias and armed gunmen and they don't put their hopes in organizations that work against God like Black Lives Matter the organization they don't run to human institutions they run to God that's what we need we need strong Christians. We need you to get off your bed and share the gospel. You got no excuse. You got, if you got a Facebook, if you got a Twitter, if you got a TikTok, if you got a Snapchat, if you got a, a, an Instagram, you got YouTube. You got all kinds of me. You got blogger. You got WordPress. You can make free websites. You got no excuse to sit on your butt and go to sleep while the country is falling apart when you know God is commanding you to share the gospel. And it's a fool to think that God is going to allow that to happen. You'd be the fool like I was thinking that we can lay in our biases and fall asleep in our sins and fall asleep in our prejudices and think God is not going to be wrecking shop to get our attention. Because let's go ahead and look. Let's look at Psalm 139 because Jonah thought that he could flee God. He thought, man, I'm going to just run from the presence of the Lord. It'll work. God ain't going to find me. God, you know, God, if I flee to Joppa so I can get to Tarshish, God ain't going to find me. Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Man, God will not find me. Where are we going to be able to go? Verse 7 in 139 Psalms. Where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. You cannot escape your responsibilities any more than you can escape God. You can't. Can't do it. Where can you go? You ain't going to have enough sleep. You, you cannot sleep enough to get out of your responsibilities. Because God's going to tear everything up, up around you. When he wants to get his children's attention, my God, if the fires of California has not woken you up, if the civil unrest have not woken you up, 
What's it going to take? America to be cracked in half because the storm is on this country and it's raging out of control. And nothing that man can do right now with his hands can change that. Can't. If you think electing a politician will shift this country, you'd be wrong. Let me tell you whose voice will be heard on election day. Let me tell you, no matter how many votes go in or be stolen or nobody voted for, guess who's going to become president of this country? Who God desires in response to the very people that are in this country. He's going to put the leader that is deserving to rule over us. Not that we deserve. Because remember, government is meant for one thing, to establish what God has. If God allows one of our presidents to go back in office, you will continue to see this country fall apart. If God establishes for the other presidential candidate to come in part, there is a possibility... And I will say it's a possibility that there may be a little bit of peace. Not because that other president's party is better, but the desire to calm the fire is there. And what does God say about peacemakers? God bless those who make peace. You got to go with the president and pray for the president that will make peace. If the other one gets elected, then we've got to all drum up our prayers and say, Lord, let this man bring peace. But at the end of the day, God's going to make the decision and it'll be a judgment against us. It will be a rendered verdict on this country. Doesn't matter who get there. The civil unrest will still be there. Don't, don't think it won't. But the small peace that I'm talking about, every Christian will know what that is when I speak it. It ain't something that that presidential candidate brings to the table. It has nothing to do with him. It's got to do with prayer. Or the lack thereof it. One way or another, this country is being broken in half. The problem is too many of us are in that cargo hold sleeping in our biases. I want to thank you for tuning in for this week. We'll continue next week in the rest of the chapter of chapter one in Jonah, where we, we see how we can reflect and see ourselves in Jonah, because make no mistake, we are. Those that have tuned in and, and caught this on YouTube, thank you very much. I know it may not be your chosen medium, but again, I'm on Facebook jail uh, because of my political beliefs, uh, beliefs of literally condemning both parties. That's, that's what the bottom line is. I didn't hell back to say that those two parties are ripping communities apart. And more than anything else, you're having non-believers and atheists that are standing up for injustice because at the bare minimum, they believe this is not wrong. And Christians are allowing them to be in the field working and God will use them. Oh, Lord, God is good. God go use them. While we resting down there, they're trying everything they can by their mortal means. But it's not working. And they'll come to the Christian, hey, man, why you ain't praying for this country? I'm sure some of y'all have come to those decisions. I'm sure you've heard those conversations. And you might have given out the Jonas bias of laying down in your sins and laying down, well, I'm going with the Republicans because that, that's where you made your failure. 
You know how many people you probably lost to share the gospel to because of your prejudices and biases? I know I did. If it wasn't for my brothers and sisters in Christ on the ground fighting the battles that I can't see, they corrected me to where I came out of them sick party beliefs and just stick with the kingdom of God. It, look, I can't make those decisions about party beliefs because I, it will cause division. So I am practicing what I preach. I abandoned it. Can't do it. I can give you some opinions, but gosh darn it, I better not be living on them and thinking I can try to iron them out to where they can fit in the, into, the, into the scripture. I'll be wrong as, I, as, as anything else. I thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week, 7.30. I might not be in Facebook jail, so you'll basically see me back on Facebook Live, but you'll definitely see me here on YouTube uh, and live streaming, and you definitely will see it on the podcast too. I love you very much for all that you've done for, for this ministry, and more importantly, what you've done in your own households with the people around you, your family, your friends, your wife, your husband, sharing the gospel to those that do not know God. You do not understand the impact and how powerful you stand in for Christ in times like these does share the gospel you may not be able to think i can't share the gospel right but how you live oh that's another episode but how you live demonstrates your faith in god i love you very much in Jesus' name amen i'll see you next week remember tune in like share subscribe i'm watching i'm watching you i love you very much You have just listened to You in HD, your identity in Jesus Christ with Pastor Eric Miller. This ministry is made possible by your thoughtful prayers and donations. Join us each week as we continue to explore our Christian identity in Jesus Christ. May God richly bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>